Hey everyone, welcome to the Influency Podcast. I'm Hadar, and today we have another interview in our interview series called The Immigrant Experience. And today we are going to talk to Alma. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Influency Podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. Yay! If you are not one of my students, then you probably don't know the next guest, which is a shame because she is incredible, and you should know her, and you should also be my student in one of my programs, just saying. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. You don't have to. It's okay if you just listen to the podcast, really, as long as you're here. But if you are a student of mine, you definitely know Alma. Alma has been my student since 2020, since the pandemic. She joined one of my programs, Accent Makeover, and she went through such an interesting learning experience and shift, a huge transformation, especially internal transformation, that has affected her experience as an immigrant living in the U.S. Nine years ago, Alma, who was born and raised in Mexico, left Mexico and moved to Michigan in the U.S. And today, she is going to tell you her story and how she was able to overcome some of her big challenges in English. She's going to tell you some funny stories about encounters in English when she first moved to the U.S. and did not understand some things (laughs) that occurred in the U.S., whether it was language or, you know, the different culture. And she's also going to tell you what has helped her see beautiful results and how she's now impacting our students as well as she was impacted. So I cannot wait for you to hear her story. Let's welcome Alma. Hi, Alma. So nice to have you here. How are you doing? Hi, Heather. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I always wanted to have a one-on-one with you and it's happening. I'm super excited. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, I need it. <laughs> so yes, I'm yes. very, very thrilled to have you here because you have such an interesting story, first as an English learner and of course, one of my students and now ambassador. And I also want to hear about your story as an immigrant because you had to face uh, so many struggles moving to a new country as well as managing the language challenges, difficulties, stigma, and a lot of things that we're going to talk about today. So I thought it would be such an interesting story to hear that and also to learn more about you and uh, how you were able to overcome it. So for those who don't know you, those who are not our students, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself and about of your background? Course. Of course. Thank you so much. So um, I'm from Mexico. I have been living in the States nine plus years. Uh, it's mm-hmm. been a long journey for sure. And I moved because of my husband's job. And I remember when he came home and told me about the opportunity, I was like, yeah, let's do it. It will be a nice opportunity, you know, to learn the language, to learn more about the culture. But I thought that my English was good enough to survive in this country. 
because I was learning English and I was working, I was using English at work, but just a little bit, not that much, but I thought should be enough. Then when we came here, I was like, what is this? I'll learn a different language at home. You know, it's, it's totally different. Wow. And I remember going to this tour with my husband and because he was in the same boat and we will have like a, come up to a conclusion and then answer, you know, people will talk to us and we were like, what do you understand? I understand this. Okay. Let's respond this. It was kind of funny to do that all the time. And, you know, people will look at us like, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> but it's so just, let me, let me just see if I got it straight. So on one, like when you decided to go to the U S you had no hesitation like because of the language, because you're like, I know English. I've learned exactly. English in school, right? And even though you didn't practice it, you had a pretty good idea of like what, what is needed. And then when you got there, your biggest struggle was um, facing the real life English, right? Like exactly. how people actually use it. Exactly. And am I getting it right that it was like understanding people? Because if you and your husband both could not understand someone, I guess it was a really yes. Uh, yes. big issue. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Especially at the beginning, you know, when you have to get, uh, let's say cell phone services, cell phone services and all that it's, yeah, it was a struggle. And then and how did that make you feel? You know, I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know English. I felt so bad because first of all, I'm like, I wasted my money in Mexico and time because the English I learned is totally different from the one that is spoken mm -hmm. here. And now I understand because of, you know, the course and the work that I have done with your material and everything else that we are going to get to it. But it's like, okay, now it makes sense. It, there are a lot of differences between Spanish and English. And it was just a matter of understanding what were the differences. And of course, nobody tells you that in Mexico. And plus, I started learning English when I was like 20 like really late in life. It was just a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. And that, so what did you do? So then I told my husband, you know what? We need to take ESL classes because we are not going to survive. And always I, I, I wanted to work too. So I was like, I'm not going to survive like this. I need to take ESL classes. And that's what we did. But the thing is that here, since you take classes with native speakers, they don't know. I mean, some of them, they don't even have experience with learning a second language. So they don't truly understand you what you are going through. They teach you more like grammar, more like those things that you don't really use in real life. I remember also I took an American accent training and the same thing, the, the teacher, she knew what, you know, the languages and everything, but there were people from different places and she didn't know the struggles or the difference between those languages. Of course, she, she taught us like a general overview, like, okay, you have to do this and that. And towards the end, she was like, okay, this is just too much. And we ended up doing different things other than learning the the American accent. So I, I was like, okay, but yeah, it's, it's just different, really different. How did you feel around, you know, you're in the new neighborhood or when you started meeting people around you, um, what was the biggest challenge, like connecting with the locals, let's just say? 
so first of all, I always felt that my English wasn't good enough. And I thought, okay, I don't have the right idea to share. I don't have the right words to tell. It's not worth it. Just don't say anything. Like I had this voice in my brain saying, don't waste it. Just don't say anything. You don't know. You are going to screw it up. They are not going to understand. They're going to say, please, can you repeat yourself? What's that? Or permit, you know, all those things that they tell you and you just feel like really bad because you're like, I don't speak English. But you do. The thing is, you know, the working mindset, what you keep saying in your courses is a lot of working mindset because you know how to speak the language. It's just a matter of believing in yourself. And I think that was happening to me. And I will just don't talk. And I remember my husband will say, hey, let's go. Let's invite somebody you know, home to do, you know, to have dinner or do things with native speakers or not even native, like where I needed to use the language. And I would say, no, I don't want to do it. I just want to speak in Spanish yeah. and just don't do it. I don't want to do it. And yeah, it, it was really a struggle because I didn't feel myself in English. Mm. Yeah. We'll avoid those conversations for sure. So when did that all started to change and what did you do to start getting more comfortable with the language? So, you know, everything started like two years ago with the pandemic. I always felt that something was missing with my speaking habits, with my pronunciation, because I will always apologize when I needed to talk on the phone or talk to somebody who's native I always will apologize and say, yeah. because I wasn't sure how to pronounce the words. And I will say, oh, sorry, probably I'm pronouncing this incorrectly. Sorry about that. I will apologize all the time. And I was like, uh, this yeah. is not okay. And also I really, you know, I really had like high expectations of myself because I thought, hey, I have been living in the States for so long. By now, I should speak a better English. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I feel, and, and then we're, we can move yes. on. Because I feel like a lot of people feel that. Like a lot, especially immigrants coming to the U.S. Like every time I speak, especially with people who have been living there for a few years, there's always this feeling like, oh, they should have been in a much better place by yes. now. Can you yes. talk a little bit about that and like how to navigate through that? Because I know now you're at a totally different place mm -hmm. and how to navigate through this, um, this insecurity or personal challenge. Yes, of course. So I, I thought, okay, you know what? At that time I was like, I haven't lived here for seven years, working in English, living my life in English. So I should have like a better pronunciation. I need to do something. But you know what? Now I understand that I needed to be more like forgiving, more, more understanding with myself. Like it's a process. I wasn't born into the language. I wasn't lucky enough to live in this country since I was little. So of course it's a process. It, um, part of learning is making mistakes because how you're going to learn if you don't make mistakes, you don't allow yourself to make mistakes. So I right. guess like understanding, it's a lot of like mindset work, understanding like, hey, it's okay. You are where you're supposed to be. And hey, with the English that you had, get you where you are now. It's good that you're realizing that you need to work on your English, but hey, you need to be like grateful 
what you have done. A hundred percent. I think this is a huge part and people forget, like they, they don't even think they deserve that positive talk. And I think that immigrating to a new country, especially U.S., the U.S., that is so big and like usually there is a cultural difference and there are all these things that you have to take care of when you move into a new place. It's like it takes a few years, honestly, to get settled in and have the energy even to invest in the language. Like I think there's like all this emotional transition that you have to make that that your body is just focused to your body, your mind, your soul. All of that is just focused really on surviving this move, navigating it, right? And a lot of like things, things, stuff to take care of that really it makes sense that in the first few years, you would find it difficult to make a huge difference in your English because you're really like just trying to survive it. Like, am I right? Like I've seen that yes, so many right. times and you're even in my own right. experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? I, I don't know why happens, you know, that you have like really high expectations and you are so hard on yourself. And the problem yeah. is that you don't, you don't give any credit to yourself. Yeah. And you, and you know what I was doing too? I was like, oh my gosh, how come this person has a better English than I, and I have been long living here in the States and all those thoughts that don't serve you better. No. Or don't serve you at all. On the contrary, they hurt you. You know, they, they hurt, hurt you me. because they hurt your ability to, to find that motivation or the positive energy to do the work that's needed. And then you're just like stagnant. You, you can't, you freeze. You can't do anything because you feel anyway like a failure and like nothing's going to help. Where in fact, there was no possible way for you because you really had to deal with everything. And, you know, like I have a lot of female students, women in particular, you know, they have to to care for their family and to make sure that their kids are, you know, feeling at home. So all their energy goes to them. And then it's okay if you have been in the U.S. for three, four, five, six, seven years, and you, you're still not where you want to be. But at some point you do find the time, you know, we have another student, we both know her um, inside of New Sound that has been in the US for almost 14 years. And only now, I think she's like, now is my time. Now I feel that I'm ready to invest in myself. Yes. And I think that when that happens, there should be no room for self-judgment or criticism because you do what you can at any given moment. And I feel that you- Exactly. You know, you have had to like understand that as well. Yeah, I, I, for sure I was at that point, but then, okay, it's good. You realize what you need, but now, okay, what do you do? You need to right. find the right course, the right practice that give you results because you don't want to invest the time and then it doesn't work. I yeah. think that's the tricky part. And that's also one of the things, I mean, I think I got really lucky because I found you right away and I was like, mm -hmm. this is it. Um, because sometimes that was back in 2020, right? Like the yeah, beginning of yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. That was back in 2020 when I found you and I was like, I was browsing because, you know, I was really stressed with the pandemic and everything else. I'm like, I need to focus on something else. And I always wanted to do this. This is my time. And I was browsing around and I found you and I watched a video of you on YouTube and I'm like, oh my gosh, her English is amazing. She must be a native speaker. 
Then I kept watching more videos and I'm like, she's not. Oh, no, no. She's married to an American. That's why her English is so good. <laughs> and then I kept watching, watching. I'm like, wait, she lives in Israel. She's not married to an American. What is this? I want to speak like her. And, mm. and then, you know, I learned more about you. I found that you had a course at that time. And actually, you were about to launch a festival on Facebook, which I participated mm-hmm. in. And I was like, this is it. This is exactly what I need. Because right away, I, I was like, hey, she doesn't hesitate to share her knowledge. She really cares about her students. The festival was really well organized with clear instructions. And I'm like, this is it. That's exactly what I need. Because I knew that I needed to improve my pronunciation. And you know what? I was trying to learn everything at once. Instead of focusing on one thing, instead of focusing on one thing at a time, I was trying to learn a lot of things. And I... Honestly, this is the value of your course because it's thinking in the new speakers of English is designed by somebody who knows the struggles, who understands, and also you experience the transformation. I think Mm -hmm. that's the biggest value of this course. And I'm like, this is it. This is exactly what I need because basically you compile everything. You already tested it. You knew what didn't work and put it everything together in one place and you also provide schedules so you just need to follow the schedule click play and that's it so for you it seems to me like it's it of course the the program and you have a your own fascination with pronunciation that we're going to talk about but like i it felt like what worked for you was all about building that habit exactly. of the english practice right Why, yes. why is that important for people who are so, in your situation? What, what would you tell them? Like, why, why would that be worthwhile if they want to improve? Yeah. So first of all, you got to understand that English is like any other exercise. Then you need to practice every single day to get good at it. And also one of the things that I learned is that, and this is through your course as well, about muscle memory. I was like, is that a real thing? It is. After I learn about it, I Google it. I'm like, it is a real thing. And understanding, hey, it's okay. It's a process. English is just like an exercise and keep practicing. And that's really what helped me. And also the other thing was finding my motivation because your course not only gives you the material that you need to work on, but also gives you tools to find your motivation and keep going and showing up every single day Mm. and how to build habits, which you can use in other places, because that's what I do. I use it not only in English, but also in other aspects of my life. Mm. You know, it's, it's like you, you get everything in one place, but more importantly, what you said, the motivation. And just for the record, like just for people to understand your status, right? Like you, you're, you're a working mom. Like you were able to do that work while having a job and while, you know, being a mother. So talk a little bit about that and yes. how you were able to navigate everything together. Because I'm sure that a lot of people would say, yeah, but it's easy for you, me, because you probably had time and you had this. 
So I know that one really. of, you're like one of the busiest people I know. So yes, yeah. no, not really. I, of course I had a full-time job at that time. I only wa- had one children. Uh, I had a husband, I had a house to take care of, but I also have to say that my husband was really supportive because he's like, okay, this is what you need. This is what you want. I'm going to help out with the, with Emma at that time, my daughter, and also gave me the opportunity to focus on these because I'm like, this is working. And yes, I was super busy, but I took the time. Of course, I was working weekends at night, but I knew what I wanted. And I, I always like, this is it. I, I want to do it. This is what I want. And I want to feel confident in English. I, I want to feel like myself in English. Yeah. So let's try to like, tell us a little bit more. What does that mean? You want to feel like myself? What was, what was your goal really? Like when you said, I want to do this, what is this? So first of all, I always had this all or nothing mentality. Like Mm. if I don't do it like 100%, uh, I'm not going to do it. But then I'm like, if I do it like little by little, taking a small actions every day, I will see the results. And that's what I did. And also I, I'm like, I want to feel like myself in English, the way I feel in Spanish. I want to be funny. I want to be able to express myself. I want to be able to talk to anybody and don't have any hesitation. And that's exactly what I was feeling when I was going through the transformation that's what I was feeling. I'm like, and I really liked that feeling. And the more I did it, the more I felt like that. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's what, that's, that was my biggest motivation. Mm. What was the thing that worked for you mostly? Cause um, you know, I think that when it comes to English, there are a lot of different elements. There are those who are obsessed with grammar and those who are obsessed with like new words and can have like, a hundred different notebooks with words and others with pronunciation. So what was your thing? My thing was doing a speech analysis, which is one of your techniques, mm-hmm. because before I watched one of your videos and you were talking about the speech analysis and I was doing it, but I wasn't doing it right. I was just repeating for repeating and that's it. But then mm-hmm. after your course, okay, I understand how exactly it works. And then I started doing it. I'm like, this is it. I love doing TED Talks analysis and just listen to the rhythm, uh, to the intonation. And I think that was really fascinated to me. And those are like simple exercise that you don't need any, any money to invest, mm-hmm. but you need to understand, have a clear objective, what you are going to work on and do it. But the way I learn it is because of you because of your technique and I, I I think that really served me really really good and I I still do it how do you put into practice what you learn and when you practice into your day-to-day life like what change have you seen let's say at work or you know in your social life um that was impacted by this English work so one of the things because at first I was really obsessed with the sound with everything. I wanted to learn everything. 
And I remember one of one of, one of your coaching sessions, I asked for a hot seat, which is part of your process, what you offer in the course. And I remember you telling me, because I didn't know where else to do, where to go. And I remember telling you, hey, I still feel this like hesitation to talk to native speakers because I, I think I'm not enough. And I remember that I needed to do more work. And I remember you telling me, you know what? You need to trust the work that you have put into it and just go and put yourself out there. And since then, that's what I have been doing. And you know what? I, I feel more focused at work because right now I don't worry about English. I just worried about sending the right message, which is really important. Yeah. And I think it's like a ripple effect. You know, one thing starts another and then you are doing other things that you never thought you will be doing. Yeah, it's just like a ripple effect. That's the way I could describe it. Because like when you're confident about communicating, you're confident about your job, you're confident about your position, right? Like your social skills, when English is not a barrier, or at least when you feel like you're putting in work, you know what you're doing. And then I, I absolutely agree. Like, I think that it's not just about the communication in English. It really is about how you carry yourself as a person. Exactly. exactly. And what you keep telling us, hey, you deserve to be heard. Yeah. You have a lot to add to the conversation, to work. You have a lot of value in you. You, you deserve to be heard. And I think that's, that's crucial. And I have always that in my mind, like doing a lot of, you know, mindset work, it's important to feel confident and just express yourself. Yeah, it is. I, I think it's an integral part of any language training. And especially, I think, for people who are surrounded by English, immersed in English, people who have moved to English speaking countries, because you're constantly confronted with this, you know, notion of you who is maybe somewhat a little different, you know, and that sense of belonging. And, um, and speaking of that, when did you feel like you belong in the US? So I felt that. After probably like a year of doing your course, your hmm. work. So eight years into eight living years. in the U.S. Wow. Eight years, yes. I always felt like, hey, my English is not good enough. I don't, I don't deserve to be here. I don't, you know, that imposter syndrome that you yeah. talk about it. It's, that was in my mind. And then I was like, no, I need to just work on my mindset and speak up, say what I think. And now I feel, yes, I belong here. I deserve to be heard. And it's so silly because as I was, say, as, as I was saying at the beginning, um, there is a lot of people from different places in Michigan. Everybody has a different accent. So I don't, I don't, yeah, right now it's, it's, I'm in a way better position after eight yeah. years. Yeah. Like that concept of you need to sound a certain way is ridiculous, right? It's sold to us by, you know, like the media and also just like perceptions around what it's like to speak English. But yeah, like you live in a place and there are so many places in the U.S. who are so diverse, that are so diverse that like you don't, no one sounds a certain way or the same, 
right? Exactly. They don't exactly. all sound the same. Yeah, that's true. And the other thing uh, that I really like about the course was the community, which in my mm-hmm. opinion, is everything because mm-hmm. they really push you to do things, you know, out of your comfort zone, like recording yourself, posting videos, and because everybody's doing it and you're like, I got to do it. Everybody's yeah. doing it. You know, the so why is it important? Talk, talk to me a bit more about why is it important to not just do this learning process on your own? So first of all, I don't know what it's about your course, but you attract certain people, <laughs> which is like really motivated to learn, to do the work. And you usually for your course, you create a Facebook group and everybody's there sharing their experiences, their thoughts and practicing together. And everybody's like doing the work and you feel like motivated to do it because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. It's like, I think honestly, it's really important to have that support system to do the work because sometimes you are not motivated all the time, even though you have an objective in mind, Sometimes it's not in there all the time, but then you open yeah. up Facebook and you see everybody doing the work and you're like, I got to do it. It's like, it's like healthy behind. FOMO, right? It's like FOMO, <laughs> but it's good for you because it's going to yeah. get you to practice. And this exactly. is what we want. Like we exactly. want people to feel, I want to be doing this too, which is an incentive to do it because it's so easy to say, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. It's so easy to, to not stay committed. Like our Our human brain wants to not do hard things. And I think that when you surround yourself, you're also held accountable. You know, you have in in a second, we'll talk about your impact inside of our programs. But, you know, it's like you create an accountability group where you're like, it's not just about you anymore. They're expecting you to show up. They need you for their journey. And you, you made a promise that you're going to either make a video show up for practice. And if you don't, then it's not just, Oh, I'm not practicing my English. It's also, I don't want to disappoint them. Or I feel accountable. Like, I feel like I don't want to, you know, um, to break my word. And I think we need that to stay on track to do do the work. And, you know, of course, English needs to be spoken. And for that, you need good people to speak to. So it's interesting and fun. And it feels like home because we've seen, you know, in the programs, especially the last round that we had, like people who did not speak before, and then just simply by showing up and speaking over the course of three months as much as possible and going through the content, like all of a sudden they're speaking. And, and it's not about just learning more. It's also about opening up all those channels by speaking with others. And again, whether it's in my programs and other programs, on your own, free online, it does not matter. But it's so important to surround yourself with good people who would encourage you to move forward. What would you say, Alma, to people who don't have, you know, you talked about your husband and how supportive you was, supportive it was. And even now for the interview, right before the interview, yes. Alma told me that she was like telling her husband, I need you to take the kids and go outside for an hour. This is my time right now. Yes. And yes. I love that. Like, I think it's so important to have support at home. Me personally, I always had support at home from my parents, from my uh, partner, but that's not always the case. For people. So what would you tell people who don't have the same support at home and they still want to stay, you know, on track, consistent and do the work? 
So what I will say is that you don't need to invest like three hours a day. You know, just commit yourself to do 20 minutes. Instead of watching Netflix, just play a video and start practicing. Because that's the other thing uh, that I had this misunderstanding, and probably a lot of people have it, that just by watching TV, you are going to learn English. Yeah, That's not true. That's just consuming content. You need to practice. You need to do active practice. And I think probably, you know, if you have 20 minutes, just sit and practice. Even though, you know, I had the support and I could invest, invest more time, I can tell you that I've seen people who does only 20, 30 minutes, but constantly. And I see the result. You know, just yeah. taking little yeah. actions that will lead to a bigger result. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So what made you want to help others on their journey? Because like I said at the beginning, when I introduced uh, this uh, interview, uh, I told them that you are an ambassador, which means that you help facilitate the program to new students. So you took new sound as a student, and now you're helping others get through the program and achieve success. What made you want to do that? And what's your biggest um, reward, let's say, from doing that? So again, you know, having this Facebook group, I'm posting videos towards the end of the program, people will comment and say, hey, your English is so good. I was like, I felt that I was inspiring people. And I thought, okay, I'm making an impact now. What else can I do? And I, I told my husband, you know what? I think now with the knowledge I have, I might be able to help others. But I don't have an audience. I don't know how to do it. And then your team approached me and told me, hey, you want to be an ambassador? I'm like, this is it. Now Amazing. I have the idea of how to do it. And now I have the audience. So I'm going to just do it. And you know what? As you said, this last round, it was like really profound that I felt like I was doing a lot of, a lot of impact in the community with my coaching sessions and people will show up to each of them and practice with me. And I was like, this is it. It's not about me anymore. It's about mm -hmm. helping others. And now that's my goal is like, okay, what else can I do to help others to see that, to make their journey easier because mm. it's a lot and you're going to have a lot of setbacks, but if you have a good support system in the community, that really helps to keep going and remember, Hey, she did it or he did it. And now I can do it. I just need to put, put the work and the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, I think that also when you, one of the things that I keep telling my students, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you, you remember that, um, that there is a point in your English practice that is, you know, it's about you. But then there is a point that you need to start making it about other people. Because, first of all, when it comes to English, when you start explaining English or, you know, talking to other people about sounds or elements of speech and stuff like that. You have to explain it in a certain way that gives you all this clarity, right? Clarity that probably did not exist beforehand. 
So I think that when you move away from just it being about you to it being about other people, and again, like the people that we attract and in our programs are people with a very big heart who, you know, who want to improve English because they want to make deeper connections. They want to be able to feel like themselves. They want to feel expressive, right, to to let their voice be heard. So it's it's like really about that, that the reason why we're all here on this earth really, you know, and I think that that idea really resonates with people of that sort, because they're like, yes, I want it to mean something more than just saying what I need when I will go to the grocery store or even saying what I uh, think about the product in a meeting at work. Sometimes it is more than that. Exactly. I, I totally agree with you. And I experienced it myself with the last round because It was just amazing. And I was like, how is this possible? This feeling really fulfilled, you know, really fulfilling, like seeing others to do or to practice with your audios, because we will do, I will do like speech analysis with TED Talks and then people will post videos on Facebook of the analysis. And I was like, oh my gosh, they are doing it. It was just incredible. Amazing. Yeah, I, I loved it for sure. What would you recommend someone who, let's say, has just moved to the U.S. or Canada or Australia or like an English-speaking country and they experience exactly what you have experienced, like that feeling like I, my English is not up to par, like it's not allowing me to do what I need and get what I want? What would you recommend for them to do? I will say that you guys need to be more understanding, more, more forgiving with yourself and understand that it's a process, that it takes time to learn a language because unfortunately we wasn't born into it. And remember, I mean, speaking two languages is our superpower. You know, it's just incredible. And at the beginning, I had this idea of speaking like a native speaker, but now I understand how people are going to know that I'm from a different country if I don't show up my accent. And that's my superpower. I think, guys, you need to understand yeah. that's an advantage. Mm-hmm. And you just need to practice, put the time, and you will get there. Because we have the courage, the new sound. We are the new sound, as you keep saying the newest speakers of English, and what you said, what is a standard? Who said that? You know, who defined that? We are the standard, I think, because, you know, right now with the pandemic, everything is online. So you need to be able to understand people from different places, not only from the U.S. I think that's the new norm. Yeah. And yeah, honestly... As I said, speaking two languages is our superpower. And we need to be proud of that. Proud of where we come from. Amen to that. That is so good. I agree 100%. Thank you for sharing that. Do you have like a funny story or an interesting, uh, interesting story about um, communication in the U.S.? Maybe when you first got to the U.S., maybe at work, something that people can kind of like resonate with and, and see that. You know, even if this happens, nothing's wrong with you, really? Yeah, actually, I have two really funny. Um, So the first time we went to a restaurant, um, you know, the waiter came 
you know, gave the menu and everything. And then they usually give you options like for starting and they are like, what do you want? A super salad. And I was like, oh my gosh, they have like super salads in here. Give me that. <laughs> and he kept saying like super salad. I'm like, give me that. The super salad. Give it to me. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and, and they're like, no, it's soup or salad. I'm like, oh, <laughs> give me the salad then. <laughs> Yes. And this is such a good example of, you know, when you learn the language in a certain way, you think of it like word by word by word. You don't think about connected speech. You don't think about reductions if you haven't learned. And like when you go there, it's like reductions, baby, you know, reductions, connections, all of that good stuff. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Yeah. And the other thing, and this is more cultural. So I remember my first week at work, because usually, you know, people are really friendly and they are like, hey, my name is this and that, you know, and introduce themselves. And then you see them again and they're like, how are you doing? And I will stop and say, hey, I want to tell you how I'm doing. And they will keep walking. And I was like, wait, you, you're ask, you just ask me how I'm doing and you just kept walking. What is this? You know, they are just being friendly and probably they are busy and they don't have time to talk to you. But. I will stop and wait for them to listen how I'm doing. Wow. But they kept walking. <laughs> okay. This this must be a cultural thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I think, how are you doing? They think of it like hello, you know. Yes. And if you're not like coming from that specific culture, that by the way, for me as well, when you know, you say, How are you doing? You're like, Yeah, you're expected to to answer to a certain degree, right? So yes. funny. <laughs> And so it took you a minute to understand what's what why they're being rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was so oh. funny. <laughs> and now you're like probably greeting people with "How are you doing?" and keep walking. Of course, yeah. And keep walking. Now I'm like, How are you doing? when in Rome, <laughs> when in Michigan, you know. <laughs> yes 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 oh Alma Alma it was so good so good hearing your story and talking to you um is there anything else you'd like to share or tell us of course yeah first of all as I said at the beginning I always wanted to have this one-on-one interview with you and you know recently we were in the celebration week of new sound you know, a lot of people were like even crying and really excited because of all the things that they can do now. And I was like, oh my gosh, how does it feel to make such a positive impact and changing people's lives? How does it feel? Um, okay. Wow. I think First of all, thank you. And yes, it was such a, we had a five hour session. I was crying every two minutes, everything, you know, it was so, so beautiful to hear those stories. And I think um, it's like Judith, our coach says, I think you hit the sweet spot in new sound. And I was like, yes, I think so. Because when I, creating new sound has evolved from creating a pronunciation program and then like seeing the need for mindset and then starting to gradually incorporating to incorporate it and then to create a totally different program that where it's kind of like scheduled and structured and then to understand that you know and I think this was a big realization for me that I'm I'm my job is to really help people make a positive 
change in their lives and to gain freedom, right? Like to, to be able to express themselves and language, you know, English is the tool. English is the tool to do that. So when I see that, so on one hand, it feels like, it really feels like this is the essence of why I exist, you know, like it, it feels so rewarding because I know what, what goes behind it for me, for the team, for my family. Like there's a lot that goes into making something like that happen. And I think that when, you know, when I see that, like, I'm like, ah, you know, it is all worth it. And when I feel, when I lose motivation, which happens, you know, in the day-to-day grind, Mm -hmm. I remember those moments, like those specific people. I have stories of people in front of me all the time because it's so important for me to remember that everything goes to like this one purpose, which is the, this angle to, to, to see that change in people's lives. But I can also tell you that sometimes it's kind of like over, very overwhelming, like emotionally overwhelming, because now I know how to manage it better. But when it first started, I felt like I didn't have the emotional capacity to deal with it. Felt overwhelming. I had the imposter syndrome. It's like, is this really happening? Is this really me? You know, like, I think that that it's not really about me. And like, I had to tell, like, I used to tell myself all these stories about why this is happening. And maybe, you know, and I, and I also had to do what I teach my students is to kind of like, accept, you know, that all that goodness and change and compliments, which we as people, women in particular, find it very hard to do, right? We want to deflect it. No, 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 it's not us. It's not like, because it's kind of like, it goes against, it's like the opposite of the imposter syndrome, right? And we want to believe in the imposter syndrome. We don't really, but like, we want to believe that we're not good enough. We're (laughs) looking for validations like that negative. And when something that is exactly the opposite is happening, it feels like an internal clash. And I've had to deal with that for, for many years. You know, when I had, you know, when we open doors and there are a lot of people joining, I, I was like so excited, but also full of fear. You know, it's just like, is this really happening? What's going on? And I guess that that with time, I had to learn how to how to how to receive that with like love and with appreciation and with also kind of like validation of the good stuff of my purpose, the t- the company purpose and the team. You know what they want to do. So I think that. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful for that, really grateful. And it's solely that like seeing that and hearing that is solely the reason why I do what I do. So, um, so with all the complexity around it, it's the best possible thing that I can, could ever experience. And I'm so grateful for my students and for you guys, for, you know, you, the ambassadors that, you know, have been um, making that a reality for everyone. For all of us. So. Yes. And we are so grateful to be part of this amazing project. I mean, it's just incredible what you are doing. You are constantly reinventing yourself to help others because I feel that you truly listen to your students. You are mm-hmm. constantly sending out surveys, asking, okay, mm-hmm. what else can I do for you guys? What else, what else can, can I implement? What else can I change? And it's just incredible that you are constantly reinventing yourself and learning more and see how can I apply this to English? 
and just helping others. I think that's what, you know, really, really matters in here, just helping others and making an impact. And you are doing it not only in your sound, but also in beyond. Mm. I love your coaching sessions, you. your business, co- business coaching sessions. Mm. And you, because you help out like, okay, if you do this, if you have an idea, but if you see it this way, and I can give you the, the resources, because I remember, uh, I, I don't remember her name, but this lady who wants to do yoga, you said, okay, oh, Vanessa. yeah, mm-hmm. you said, okay, I'm going to give you the resources. Let's set up a, a, a session about yoga and do it. Practice here. That's just incredible. I think like, I, well, first of all, thank you so much. And I think that I'm personally a very proactive person and I expect that of my students in English. Like they can't manage to, first of all, get the results that they want, but also even go through my programs without being proactive because there's no, like you can't be passive and improve and you can't be passive and, and be in my program because you're not going to get the results. And I think that if I expect that from my students, I have to do that in my life and in my business. Like I got to walk the talk, right? Like, and I think that this is why it's so important for me to keep innovating because it, or to keep changing things and keep improving and be in that like open dialogue with my students, because I also think that I would want them to do it with their lives, with their English, with their colleagues, you know? And I think that, um, that like it, it, it we we as a company cannot do one thing and then demand something else. So thank you for acknowledging that and noticing it. Yes. And I love it that you like the business coaching session in Beyond. Beyond is a membership community that is not just about English, but it's just like a, a place to immerse in English and do work. And we have business sessions there. So it's yes. a lot of fun. They are so, so good. And and then people coming up with these ideas and using English for their businesses is like. This is incredible. Exactly. It's all like the purpose of, of, you know, using English to make a difference in their lives. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, because you're like, okay, now you know English. What else can you do? How can you use it? Right. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I love it. Alma, what are your next, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Well, for sure, I want to keep doing what I'm doing right now in New Sound as ambassador and keep helping others. I want to learn more about pronunciation coaching. And someday I want to work in your team because, Uh, you know, it's amazing. Your vision is just amazing. Mm -hmm. I just love it. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, as you said, that's your purpose. That's why you are here in this world to help us to feel freedom in English, to achieve the things that we always wanted to do in English, to feel confident about it and to be heard. That's what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alma, thank you so, so much for this beautiful conversation. I wish you all the best. And I have no doubt that whatever you set your mind to, you're going to get it. I've seen you. I've seen you at work. You're so passionate. And the impact that you have on our students is just amazing. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. And I love you so much. Thank you. I love you too. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.